irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse ownership brought to you by TaylorMade Stallions. Great stallion. Midnight Storm, California Chrome, Michawish, not this time. Midnight Storm's yearlings arrive next year, I believe. And you can call Travis White to book your mare at 859-396-3508. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, TaylorMade, for sponsoring our show. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is the great, the talented, the host of Daybreak at Del Mar, Michelle Yu. Michelle, Hi, how are Billy. you? Good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Glad you made it. I barely made it today. I'm rushed in, but uh, we got it done. We're here. We're at Del Mar once again. Uh, this is starting week four of Del Mar. Is this the halfway point? Uh, kind of. Yeah, like the next couple of days. Yeah. 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 What? You don't sound too enthusiastic about that. No, it's great. Can I, you know, I know we're going to have a great show. We have uh, Ryan Casado coming on, who's the son of Nick Casado, slam dunk racing. They have five winners on the meet so far. They won the grade two, uh, yellow, ribbon. yellow ribbon over the weekend with um, that little Beau tiny Philly Beau recall that uh, has traveled all over the globe. And now she is a multiple graded stakes winner. Uh, we're going to talk to Ryan. He's kind of young, up and coming. It's nice to have people who are a little younger into the game. With all, that's not ageism, is it? <laughs> Man, but it, it's no, nice. it is. We need fresher faces, right? Actually, need... you know, it's funny. I was at the park the other day, and this guy was talking about how they used to come, but now he called it bougie. It's like it's just filled with like young people, and I'm like, that's, that's good. I know. I'm like, that's a good thing. And he wasn't like old. He's like, yeah, it's just. I guess you do want to have more people come in because he's like, I work in theater and we do. We need no, more young people. You're right. And I think right. we completely turned around his mind by the time we were done <clears> on the swings. We're going to talk about, we're going to go through some of the race results from last week. But before we do, um, I saw a horse that's probably going to win the Kentucky Derby. Eight rings? Yeah. Did you see that <laughs> horse? So eight rings was right purchased here. for <laughs> 500 and some odd thousand dollars at uh, as a yearling. Uh, he's owned by that the conglomerate that is Starlight and Mataket, and uh, I'm sure Windstar's in there somewhere. Maybe I don't, there's you know five owners uh, trained by Bob Baffert. He's an empire maker. Um, how often do you see empire makers go wire to wire at Del Mar five and a half furlongs with a 94 buyer? Well, that's funny because last year Bob Baffert had that tale of the union that was a union rags. I'm like, we're never going to see a union rags winning at five and a half and all those works. He needs to Boom. go farther. Boom! Crashes yeah. by like Boom. ten. You know, and there was so much hype in that race because I know uh, my, our good friend Eric Johnson really liked the his horse on the inside, Shooter Shoot for Pete Erton. Um, there was a couple other very high-priced, very nice Colts in there, and he just destroyed them. And I was sitting with a bunch of people. I said, you guys probably just saw the Derby winner because he was awesome. 
I mean, Michelle, he was. I did not actually see the race. Oh my! I'll show it to you before we leave. He was awesome. Anyway, congratulations to those guys, Michelle. Where, where we also had a really, really fun night mm-hmm. on Sunday night was the uh, PD, PDJF Foundation. It was the West Coast version of their Jockey Karaoke. It was led by the uh, the boy band featuring Joe Talamo, Drayden Van Dyke, Fl- Flavian Pratt, Mike Smith, and Aaron Grider. They did. They were uh, awesome. Bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. But the winners were actually Iggy Puglisi and his wife, Michelle. Who were awesome. And yeah. they, they did uh, jump, jump, around, jump around. Jump around. Jump around. And then uh, the, money, the winner by um, money from the crowd. So the fan favorite right. was Joe Talamo doing Mambo Number no. 5. Right, which is a little bit of Monica in, in my life. life. And it's all over online. It was actually a very fun night. Um, there were some performances that were lackluster, I'm not going to lie, and pretend they were all fantastic. But uh, everybody there who who got on stage and had the balls to get on stage did did very – I actually thought Mike Smith was pretty funny when he did he was, I Got You. They were better. horrible. They're horrible, but... they were horrible. Cynthia was good because his mic wasn't working, and yeah. she, like, jumped right yeah. in and was, like, putting the microphone yeah. over and pulled off his hair, which I thought was funny. It was funny. a fun night. Great event. Yeah, there were some money. that were terrible. Yeah. Okay. So now – now we can go to our stakes recap before we call. But there, wait, wait, wait. What? You still hold, hold but what wait, there's more. Wait. So now we have the winner of the West Coast was Iggy and Michelle. And the winner of the East Coast was Johnny V and his wife, Leona. Okay. Now we need an overall champion. And so how do we decide? PDJF is supposed to, I looked all over. I couldn't see where it is. So I think they're going to do something that's going to be like a vote of the Well, people. all right. We need to get out there. Listen, I love Johnny V. He's coming out to ride one of our horses in a couple of weeks. So. Um, Ask him to bring his fat suit. <laughs> is that what he did? He wore a fat him suit? And, yeah, I like... Oh my, what did they sing? I don't know. Oh, uh, Ryan told me it was an old song. I couldn't find one to listen okay. to. Okay, all right. All uh, right. Ryan, okay. Ryan had a great time at that event. I don't think Ryan remembers being at that event. Oh, you mean my husband, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, you think he did? No, no, he was miserable. <laughs> he was so goddamn miserable. You he, know what? He's so quiet. He's so unassuming. He's so nice. I tried to he talk to him. He did get a winning bid. He in did? The, in, the, in the live what auction. No, he got like, you know how you go in here with oh, big yeah, spotters? Yeah, yeah. We were big he spotters. had a he spotted a winning bid. Nice. Good. He did. He actually did have fun. He likes that that you came over and stood next to him so he didn't have to like go mingle with a bunch of people because he is quiet. But yeah. he did have fun I like right that. there. I'm Ryan he too. except that he drank way too much. Whoa. Yeah. That's in addition good. to like the four or five cocktails he had, there were shots. Really? You had shots. I had a shot with Christina. Yeah. And then me and that Ryan, me and little Ryan had a shot. Oh, uh, little Ryan. And yeah, he wanted to that's just going to be on our yeah. show today. If you, I was going to say, did he remember when you talked to him that I he said know, he'd bro. come on? Yeah, he's on. He, we pressed him into service anyways. Yeah, that's good. All right. Okay. What are we going to do? All right. So uh, first of all, do you want to do stakes recaps or news first? Let's do news. Okay. So news is it's the phasic tip of sale in Saratoga right now. We had fireworks already on the first night with a million dollar son of Tappet out of the multiple grade one place feather bed. West Point Thoroughbreds, Rob Masiello, Chris Larson, and Sienna went together on this horse. And that's a lot of money for a baby. I know West Point's been like slowly stepping up, but you know what? Their, know, their just, syndicate model is like to double the purchase price. So now they're going to syndicate not, for two million, right? I don't know if they're syndicating right? that. Horse. You don't think so? I don't. I don't know. Well, they have to. I mean, oh. they're, they're going to syndicate their share of it. you don't know how much they own. You don't know how much they own. Like that. This is this whole new trend that mm-hmm. I said several years ago. It's the Madiket trend. It's the, right. You know where everybody's just getting together. So you don't know who owns what. You don't know if they own ten percent, twenty percent, fifty percent. I mean, There's you no would assume with four would be a quarter. So then, Possibly. do they just double the quarter that they're going to spend? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. 
I, I don't work for West Point. Right. I mean, I like the West Point guys, but I, I have no idea what they do. Speaking of them, congratulations to Terry Finley's daughter, Erin. She had, had a first baby? baby. Aaron! Baby boy, baby Blake, 9.7 pounds. That's a big dude. That's a big baby. Wow. That's a big baby. Good job, Erin. We're proud of you. I know you're not listening right now. But <laughs> right. Okay. She's she's pulling her hair out. She's <laughs> yeah. got a baby in the tent. She yeah. hasn't gotten dressed for like six yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but congratulations to the Finleys. That's their first grandchild. As okay, well. great. Uh, also, Carrie Radcliffe bought a $900,000 dog. You're talking way too fast. So Slow excited. down. I can't even understand you. Carrie Radcliffe bought a $900,000 Medaglia Dioro. Good for her. And there were a couple others in the like mid price range. We saw some so attention to Curlin, some attention to Frosted. These are his first babies. Really? Mm -hmm. So what you're saying though is that the market is strong. I would say we're selling at, a yeah, couple tonight. Yeah. Our, our first weanling pinhook to, to yearling. Really? So very nice. Yeah, a couple of what really is it? nice. Is Uncle Mo mm. it's supposed to be really nice? So hopefully that'll go well for the Solana Beach sales pinhook operation. What what hip are you? I don't know. I have to look it up. Oh, okay. You're supposed to know that. I know. Uh, also, I'm rushing. want to give a big welcome back to Colonial Downs. It's been six years since they've had a race meet there. Really? And they open up on Thursday for 15 days of racing. They've got half a million dollars a day minimum in purse money. And well, now you're talking quietly. Well, because I mean, like when I talk fast, that's like. Can you talk loud and slow? Loud and slow. Okay. Yeah. So a five man. Team, there you okay, go. Like that. Yes. Okay. So first, is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> actually, I have a new podcast for you to listen to. All right. Okay. It's called Room 20. Can't wait. All right. Um, so I have to give kudos to my boy, Murph Huber, who is doing the morning line as well as the simulcast. And Jason Beam is going to be the announcer. Is he really? He is. And Beamer does everything. Jill Byrne is the VP of Racing Operations over there. And oh, she I've was, seen all her yeah, Instagram she's been stuff. Tweeting and yeah. Instagramming everything that's yeah. been going on. So, you know, they had that big turf course burn. They've had the track completely Where renovated. Where is Colonial now? In the middle of Virginia. Okay. Good to know. It's, it's, I mean, it, I have only been there once, but it's like this, the, the turf course is just massive. It's huge. The whole place was really cool, but it's really hot. Um, <laughs> so there is a, okay. So, you know, going with the safety stuff. Yes. Uh, we, the safety stuff. The safety stuff. They're doing a five man team. That's going to look over horses that are entered already for horses to get stalls there, you know, because it's a short boutique meet. They were very selective on who they allowed to come in for stalls. Uh, the five man team that can go over any horses once they're entered. And when, when the vets are looking, instead of just writing down their like old school notes, they've got tablets like they use for Breeders' Cup Day. That's live time information. So if you note something in, every vet gets it oh, wow. immediately. Cool. You have full access to all of their records and, you know, immediate record sharing. So that's pretty cool. They've lowered their LASIK maximum to 60 Cs. And also all claimed horses will travel to their new owners with their vet records. Interesting. Okay. Good. So all of that Im implemented for the colonial opening, which is on Thursday, 8-8. Okay. 8-8. 8-8. 8-8. All right. Okay. Back to race recaps. <laughs> the La Jolla was a crazy race. Okay. So like Kingly was like just a dud. And then they put him on synthetic and they're like, yeah, he's going to be great. And then he kind of wasn't. And now they put him on grass and... They just let him roll away, and no one could great, answer no, to him. Great job by Bafford and Mario Gutierrez and Matt Nakatani. And who's the, who's the owner, Kinley? I don't know. Oh, you're supposed to know that. I know. That's your job. I know. Uh, we'll I wrote down out. some of the – I thought you would know. 
No. It's green. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you have green silks. Congratulations. I, had, I thought Kingley had zero chance. Right. I love Richie Baltz's horse, Neptune Storm. He almost I got thought there. he was a lock, and I was 100% wrong. You know, the problem with Kingley is he's just like a mental case. He's always been like a they complete should put that in the form, like mental, mental case. case. If you watch his races, you'll yeah. know, even like, an, like a layman could see. Okay. Um, so the cool. But now thing, the Delmar Derby's kind of wide open. Right. I mean, Jack Kent didn't fire it at all. No, you got to think one bad boy is going to be pretty tough in there. Is he going to come down? Yeah, he's, he's back. He's not, oh, he's not going to go back. in the third leg no, of the. I think okay. he's back. Um, funny too, when Bob Baffert was reached for comment, he goes, oh, that's right. I forgot that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, good. I love grass racing. There you go. So it's like Bob Baffert's first, uh, <sighs> first Delmar stake of the meet. And it's going to be a grass race, which that's is not amazing. what you'd expect. Um, but on the other coast, he did win a dirt route race for older horses. That was the Whitney. And at one point, I thought McKenzie was done. Didn't did you not think McKenzie no, was I done? No, I never thought he was done. When all those horses came yeah. to him and like all the he just got him. shot. Um, I didn't think he was done. I thought it was an interesting ride by Mike Smith. He obviously knew he had a lot of horse. Congratulations to Mike Pegram and Carl Watson and Paul Whiteman. Um, amazing race by McKenzie. The interesting thing was that I the cool thing was we were in the paddock for the next race, so we all watched the race and the paddock. TV and like all of a sudden there was this wave of emotion mm -hmm. for Mike and Mackenzie and everyone just started cheering for him. It was really actually very cool. And Mike never went to the stick. Apparently right, yeah, does ride. not like the whip. Okay. So they learned that and Mike just hand wrote him and congratulations. That was a big win. Um it's gotta also, be one of the favorites for the Breeders' Cup class. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm I'm still not entirely convinced the mile and a quarter for well, him. Well, you look pretty good at a mile and eighth. Yeah, mile so, and eighth, mile and a quarter, big yeah, difference, right? Okay. Uh yeah. but uh Thundersnow was scratched. But from he's coming that. back. He's coming. He's yeah. he's staying in Saratoga, and he's going to train for the Woodward. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, the Adirondack went to Perfect Alibi for Tracy Farmer and Mike Cassie, two-year-old fillies. Yep. Uh, the Waya went to Fool's Gold, Birch, John Brown, and, Shock. Right. Uh, we <laughs> talked about the Yellow Ribbon. We'll talk about it more, but I guess the big story there was Basilica got beat, but Basilica she was a lot beat. closer than. She, she wasn't training be. as well. She didn't have a regular jock. I think mm -hmm. she was. She's might be on the decline now. She's got a lot to prove when she comes back. I think she. They said she was going to come back in the um, John Maybe, okay. John C. Maybe at the end of the meet. So we'll see if she can bounce back. I thought a great run by Storm the Hill for Phil D'Amato to just get nailed at the mm -hmm. end. I mean, I thought Bo Recall ran ran super. The pace was really really slow. In fact, the race the day before that we ran in with Mirth and Meal Ticket was a full second faster. Really? So, um, yeah. So look for meal ticket as a, like a little bit of an upset possibility in the John C. Maybe as well. But we're going to talk to Ryan uh, Casado coming up right now. In just a minute? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, Get him stop. On the line, we'll stop when uh, he gets on. Uh, the Sorrento mm. went to Amalfi Sunrise, and she, she was, was pretty awesome. impressive, oh, right? she's awesome. When you compare her work to the work of the other Simon horse that he just had in, like, she is just, like, balls to the wall. Yeah. When, like, when her rider tries to hold her back. Hello? Yeah, she's special. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Is that you? Hey, Billy. Yep, and that's Michelle. Me. And Michelle, you're on the you're the horse ownership oh, experience. Oh. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Did you remember us pressing you into service? Yes, at the bar. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> How many shots did you have that night? That night, oof, probably probably like three or four, and then some drinks at the track. So, all right. Well, so, and then Modelo's yeah. Digas' head. So you were pre feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. For a while. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, um, tell us a little bit about, I mean, Slam Dunk has now, uh, I mean, I can't even say they burst on the scene because you guys have been around for a little while now, but you have five wins at Del Mar right now. You guys are absolutely rolling. 
what has what has changed? How how has Slam Dunk gone from relative anonymity a few years ago to now pretty much one of the leading owners in Southern California? You know, I think it's just been perseverance, hard work uh, with with the races that we've been able to win. We've gotten to get a few more partners in that have believed in us, and it's kind of a team effort. We've figured out the trainers that work best for us, and kind of kind of found our niche. So we're trying to just keep on building, keep Slam, on growing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Slam Dunk is not a public partnership. It is not like a Little Red Feather, an Eclipse, or a West Point. Is that is it correct? You guys are more of what I would call a private partnership, where you're going out. Who are some of the people that are involved? Okay, so we have um, some people that you would know from the racetrack. So Jeffrey Strauss is a partner. Um, I'm trying to think of some others, a guy named Mike Jarvis, Gary Margolis, who have owned with Wally DeLasse back in the day. Um, Todd Seidner is a partner who is part of the Seidner family with success racing. He joined, joined us about a year and a half ago. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else. Okay, but, and, and so, but that's yeah. not, you guys aren't there advertising. You guys, it, I don't think there's a slam dunk website. Like this is like, you, it's, it's more just people, you know, over the years and you bring them in and, and it's different for every horse. Correct. Um, so we have, we actually have had a few outside partners. We do have a website. We've gained about three partners in total that, that were completely strangers to us and they joined, joined forces with us. But the majority of the people that are in slam dunk racing are people that my father's had a relationship with. But um, it, it, I mean, it's not the same, I guess, as little red feather, but we do accept outside partners. So okay. that's good. So, to know. But my dad, my, my dad just tries to keep it. He doesn't want to have like a ton of owners. I think the most we have on one horse is probably like seven or eight. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Did you now you've been you were brought up in this game? Obviously, Nick was a jock. How old are you? Oh, how old? Twenty six. I just had my birthday last week. Happy Happy birthday! birthday. So you you were brought you were brought up into the game, but I didn't. I never knew exactly, and maybe you didn't either, what your role was going to be. And now, what is exactly your role with Slam Dunk? Because you are out there in the mornings, you're out there in the afternoons. What what do you do? Okay, so I kind of do a little bit of everything, kind of whatever my dad needs. But some of my daily activities, we we pretty much have work horses working close to every day. So I'm out there for the work, see how the horses work, record the workouts to send to the partners so they can keep updated with how the horses are doing. Um, when we go to sales, I go back there with my dad. And you, Nick Hines has been doing a lot of the two-year-old uh, work for us. Uh, yearling sales, we kind of have a few different guys. So I help out with that, try to find horses to claim, um, email the partners with weekly updates, letting them know where the horses are at, which races we're pointing towards, things of that sort. Um, kind of like a little bit of everything. Friday. You're like yeah, a girl no, Friday. But, in, it, but you're in, integral in the, in the uh, process, and you're involved in a little bit of everything, which I think is cool. Uh, Ryan, yeah. what do you like the best? I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? What part do you like the best? Whew, the part I like the best, I'd probably have to say going out there in the mornings, watching your horses progress, see which ones are doing doing well, getting to build up the excitement for the race, and then obviously the afternoons getting to watch them perform. It's tough between those two, but I'd say they're equally, equally my favorite. 
When when you first went to the racetrack as a kid, were you there? Was your dad a, a jocks agent back then, or what was your what kind of got you into the game? Well, so my dad was a jockey agent since the time I was born. I would go out to the track in the mornings before I had school, go out with him, grab a little breakfast at Clocker's Corner, and then he'd take me to school. And some days when there were racing, he'd pick me up and I'd go back out to the track to watch some of the races. My grandfather on my mom's side also was in the game pretty much his whole life. He was a jockey and then he became a trainer. So I kind of had it on Dam and Sire's side. Uh, did you, uh, right now, I guess, from the time that you were young till right now, how has your thoughts about where you want to be in the game changed? Um, you know, I've always had a passion about two things in life, horse racing and sports. I got to play sports throughout my whole life, but unfortunately I just didn't get to grow too much. So kind <laughs> of, uh, got stuck with that. And then I went to college my dad was kind of in between what he was doing. He kind of started slam dunk off as like a little fun thing with a few friends. It happened to grow. And by the time I was done with college, he offered me a position to work with slam dunk racing. And I was ecstatic to be able to work in the horse racing industry. He'd always told me he kind of wanted me to stay away, but if I went to college and got my degree, he'd support my decision. So, um, Smart that man. ended up happening and, and we've been able to, uh, build our stable up so it looks like there's a little bit of a future in horse racing at the moment and i love it couldn't be happier brian how do we get more young people into the game you're 26 where are all your friends yeah what, what you must have <laughs> buddies that want to come to the track like how do we what do we do what do we need to do well the, i brought a handful of friends out and it, it seems like i mean they enjoy coming out in the mornings and seeing the horses getting to go by the stable pet them see how they how they're brought up and all that. But in all honesty, I think the number one thing that they enjoy and keeps them wanting to come back is if they come out in the afternoon and make a little bit of money. Um, so the betting definitely, um, to, to, to the friends that I brought out, at least they, they have a strong interest in that, but it's kind of a catch 22. Cause if you take them out and they don't do well, they're probably a little turned off, but the ones that I brought out and they win their first trip, they're just asking me, can we go next weekend? Right. <laughs> So we have to just basically guarantee them winners. That's what we have. To, so you need to be a better handicapper, it sounds like. Yeah, I guess. I know. I, I do my best. But, um, I mean, they, they enjoy it. They, if they come out, I try to bring them out on a weekend where maybe we have a, a live horse running, have a few uh, horses that I like to, to bet. And the, the friends that have won when they come out, they want to come back. And they, they just have fun, you know, have a few drinks, enjoy the day at the races. They all love Del Mar. Del Mar is the place to be for it seems like the young fans, but, um, have you been to Saratoga? Yeah, I, I have never been to Saratoga. No. Oh, well, um, you can't no. say that then unless you've been to Saratoga first. <laughs> don't, don't get Michelle on the we Saratoga We can go on a train. quick trip if no, you want, Ryan. No, Ryan, don't go. You don't want to go. No. Ryan. All right. So put yourself, I'm going to ask you, you're a smart kid. You went to college. You're 26. You love horse racing. You're one of the leading owners in the country. I'm going to make you commissioner for a day. Well, what, uh -huh. what do we do with our sport to make it better? Oof, man, that's a that's a tough question because it seems like there's a little bit of different problems everywhere throughout the country. But I think we're we're moving in the right direction. I think the uh, the vet the more the stronger presence with the vets um, before before workouts in the morning. I think is definitely something that we need to do. And I think we've taken the steps to ensure better safety for safety for these horses. Um, 
unfortunately in California, it's kind of tough because we're already on an island and we have a limited amount of inventory, but I think we just have to keep the sport as clean as possible and just hope that people support us and see that we're trying. And really, I mean, I, I don't know what else we, we can do. That That's kind of seems like that's all we can do at the, at the point in time we're at. Good. I was going to go off something less serious. So if you have a follow-up, go ahead. I do have a follow-up. If you weren't in horse racing, what do you think you'd be doing? <laughs> you know, when I first, when I first went to college, I wanted to get into sports broadcasting. So, well, this is your chance. I know. I mean, you're on, you're on the, you're on the, the main industry pod. Let's go bring it. All right. Well, if, if horse racing was no longer an opportunity for me, I'd probably try to intern with some sort of radio show or whatever with sports just to get my foot in the door. Cause other than horse racing, I know a lot about sports and I'm passionate about it. So if okay. I could, I, that would be my second choice. Well, why don't, I know you, it's a why don't you interview me, Michelle and I? You know, the NFL <laughs> is coming up. Why don't you, I'll be, uh, who do you want me to I'll, be? I don't know, but we why have fantasy. You, Did you read that thing I posted about Bill Belichick, yes. about how they said it was the biggest mistake if Robert Kraft hires Bill Belichick? Oh, that's just crazy. All right, I'll be. Who's your favorite football team? I am a Denver Bronco fan, and I've been a fan since the Brian Greasy days. Growing up playing Madden, that was just my team. I like the. The mascot, the Bronco, the horse, and it just stuck with me. So I've been a Denver Bronco fan since I was probably about seven or eight years old. A lot of people say the Little Red Feather logo is very similar to the Broncos. Does that mean you're a Little yeah. Red fan as well? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm I'm always pulling for you and Gary. Why don't you Absolutely. tell why, why don't you tell our audience what happened in the bathroom right before Bo Ricard's win in the uh, in the Grade Two over the weekend? Yeah. So I was going to use the restroom and Bill was in there and he he gave me a uh, strong nod of confidence and said you know what Bo's gonna win today and it wasn't an easy race because obviously running against wh whatever it is 12 to 13 and her last 13 starts Basilica she's she's a war horse and a hell of a hell of a story but Billy said you know what I think today's your day and he happened to be right we got our nose down right on the wire I did a seminar that morning. She was my top pick, actually. That's awesome. Hey, let's let's talk about Bo Recall for a second because yeah. you made an interesting decision on in sending her back to Brad Cox and getting her out of California. Obviously, it's worked. What did mm -hmm. what went into making that decision? Oh, so we we kind of put our heads together and we said it wasn't working out here in Southern California for whatever the reason may be at the time. And Philip, my dad, and I kind of put our heads together and said, well we can put her back in the sale, see if she brings the amount we want. And if she does, we can move her on. If not, we'll have her back there. And we knew the fairgrounds meet was coming up. It would be a little bit of a, uh, class I want to say easier. E yeah. A little bit of a class relief, you know, kind of try to build her confidence back up. So we put her in the, the Keeneland sale. She didn't meet her reserve. We, we sent her to Brad Cox and he started training her. She, want, she was lucky enough to win her first race at Fairgrounds, and it just seemed like she just thrived back there. She got her confidence back, and she's kind of uh, turned things around in a major way. So whatever did, Brad's doing, it works. Yeah, did, I, I'm, I'm curious, did Brad say anything? Yeah. Did he talk to you about it? Oh, this Philly's doing really well. I, I've changed a couple things. I used draw rings. I put blinkers on, took or, blinkers off. Or, or is it like a maturity thing? You know what? I, I think it it's probably more of a maturity thing because he really hasn't said any big difference that he's uh, made changes to or anything like that. You know, she got back there. He did say um, before her first win, which was, I think, the New Orleans Lady Stakes or something like that, 
he said that she was just training okay. Um, she won that day, and then she ran again and got beat by a good Philly Mitchell Road. Couldn't couldn't get to her. She got a a good lead, and we just couldn't reel her in. But um, after that, after her second race at Fairgrounds, that's when Brad really started saying, you know, this Philly's starting to train really well. Um, didn't didn't say anything different. Kind of was doing the same type of thing, you know, half mile work. But she, he said that she was just really aggressive in the mornings and wanting to train, and he he liked the way she was going. So after that race, she ran that big race at Churchill on Derby Day, and she seems to be going down the right path ever since. Well, she seemed to be a lot closer. This uh, well, they were going slow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They were I going guess really slow. What's your what's your uh, where do you watch the races from at Del Mar? And give us a little bit. You know, this is called the horse ownership experience. So you have this filly that you obviously love that you've had for a long time. She's in Southern California at your favorite track, Del Mar, and she's coming down the mm-hmm. lane and trying to get Storm the Hill. What's give us a little bit oh. of what's happening? So we were in our box seats right past the wire. I was a little bit nervous because the instructions in the uh, paddock, which I know things change as soon as the gates open, but the instructions were to try to get her relaxed and get her outside because you don't want to stop her momentum. She's a filly that she can give you a solid run from like the three sixteenths to the wire. So we just wanted to make sure in a small field, she had clear sailing. It didn't happen to work out. Drayden called an audible with the situation he was dealt, dove to the rail. And uh, I was just thinking, Oh, please, can she get there? And, once they passed the wire, I got to be honest, I didn't think we got the bob. So I was a little disappointed. We've had a few bad beats. Even one at Del Mar with her in the uh, Del Mar Oaks, that was a tough pill to swallow. But I was just hoping, oh, not again. And I saw the replay, and I, I thought, oh, man, maybe we actually did have a chance. Maybe we got there. And the more I watched it, I felt a little better. But never easy when you're, you're coming down the lane in a photo finish. You just hold your breath, hoping for the best. What kind of a rooter are you? Yeah, what kind of a root, a cheer? Are you a snapper? Oh, oh I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to the program, going to the stick, and just riding all the way home down the lane. <laughs> okay, all right, very good. And one more, one, yeah. one more question, and then I know, I know you're busy today. What's, um, what's it like working with your dad? I mean, because a lot, you know, a lot of people. I don't know if I could work with my. I used to work with my dad when I was younger. I'm not sure I could do it nowadays. What's it like, and and how how does he handle it? Um, working with with my dad's great. Um, we have a, a solid relationship. Things at times, of course, like probably most father and son, things can get a little challenging if you have a difference of opinion or whatever. But he's he's very knowledgeable in the game. He's been able to show me a lot of things. And overall, I just try to take in what he tells me and try to use it to, to our advantage to try to help slam the But I couldn't ask for, to have a better boss to say, hey, my dad's my boss. I feel very fortunate. Ryan, we always try to end um, with one piece of advice that you would give to people that want to become owners or want to get involved in the game. What would that be from you? Want to be, want to give a piece of advice for people that want to get in the game. I would say join, join, join horse ownership. If you want to have a great experience, regardless of the class level, if you, if you love the horses, Try to try to take a piece, come out in the morning, soak it all in, and really get to see what horse ownership's about. You know, see see what goes on in the mornings, see how they build up to a race, bring some friends out in the afternoon, just really make it the full experience. You know, get to get to see if it, it's for you, if it's not. But I, I just think once once you get to see what it's all about, 
and you get and you're if you're ever lucky enough to win a race regardless of the level i think it just gets you hooked it's like it's like better than any adrenaline rush i've ever had well congratulations to your fast start at del mar five wins so far ryan casado slam dunk racing nick casado uh you guys are doing a great job we appreciate it we appreciate the time today thank you ryan thank you billy thank you michelle thank you ryan all right buddy we'll see you this weekend all right see ya that's ryan casado from slam dunk him. racing he's great what's not to love do you know one day we were at the races and i he i had spencer with me and he said something about oh like nice baby which you know just i'm sure being polite and i just plopped him down <laughs> on ryan's lap i was like good you can hold him and he that's was like oh funny. okay that's very funny what did we miss? So we have a couple okay. other stakes. So we were um, right in the middle yeah. of Amalfi Sunrise and what a just savage yeah, and, she is. And she's owned by a very good friend of mine, Marcia Nafee, in partnership and, and carries the blue and white mm -hmm. silks the, back in the Bertrando days, which is amazing when you see those silks. And so congratulations. I know they're very excited. Great job by Simon Callahan with this filly. Uh, the West Virginia Derby, Mr. Money. He's been like... He's you know kind of underrated, and he's really good. Right, and, and, and they're being so smart with him. Like, yeah, yeah. we could have gone this direction, yeah. but why when we can win $200,000 yeah. here? He's, I mean, He's been very, very good, very sharp horse. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see where he ultimately ends up during on the Breeders' Breeders Cup. Cup day. Yeah. Okay, then the test, which was an absolute throwdown. That was an amazing that race. That was such uh, a good race. Uh, Confefe. Confefe. And you know, Serengeti Empress. Serengeti Empress went head and head. They really threw it down. Confefe, uh, owned by Ellen J. Foxwoods. Mm -hmm. Um, trained by Asmus and I believe. Kofefe? Brad yeah. Cox. Oh, Brad Cox again. Brad Cox. Sorry, you're right. I apologize to Brad Cox. Empress um, is, is our friend. Yes, that was on the show. Yes. And Todd Mamis. Yes. And I listen, two really, 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 really good three-year-old fillies. And I, you know what's interesting is I feel like there's a, a good crop of three-year-olds and these next few races now as we mm -hmm. approach the Breeders' Cup when they're starting to, they have to face older, are all going to be very cool. Because there's, I think that's, I think the Breeders' Cup right now is looking insanely yeah, good. Right. Like each division is mm -hmm. really deep. They beat up on each other. There's no dominant superstar right now, and I think it's really good for horse racing because I think you're gonna have a lot of interest. Um, the Troy went to Leinster, which is Rusty Arnold and Amy Dune. Okay. Um, and did we was Concrete Rose last week? Did we talk about her? No, she won very easily this yeah, week. Yeah, Concrete in the, in Rose that. in the and Saratoga had, Oaks. And we had the Belmont Derby. And the Belmont Derby. No, no, the uh, no, Saratoga, Saratoga Derby, Derby, which, which was a, a thin line of blue. A thread of blue. A thread, a thread of, of blue. blue. Yes. Uh, and then the Hall of Fame was Casa Creed. There you go. And Kingley's owned by Clearview. Okay. Plus... That's uh, and then that's some? from Dale. Thanks, Dale. That's from Dale. I like when people can film it. We we only have a little bit of battery on Billy's computer, <laughs> yeah. so we can't be googling things. Yeah, we're right like nineteen percent right um, now. So I what's... do have aftercare corner for you. Okay, let's oh, go. Oh, first of all, I do want to mention too. You you mentioned Nate Rinks being a really good debuter. Club Aspen I thought looked really good winning his race. Yeah. Um, for uh, Craig Lewis, he was a purchase out of the Santa Anita Phasic Tipton sale. And it's important that those horses go on to do good things. You know what? Like 16th pull, he rebroke. We were talking about how it's clubhouse nice. rides want to be a little longer, and yeah. he rebroke. He looked really good. So kudos to Craig Lewis and his team for that horse. And by the way, clubhouse ride, uh, he's had nine two-year-old winners already. Really? Yeah. And wow, two of them on the East that. Coast. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. One Calvert in Monmouth. Um, so maybe you want to get in on the you know, second level of that one. And Aftercare Corner, yeah. two things. First of all is SF Bloodstock has donated $100,000 to New Vocations to co-sponsor their indoor arena that they use for retraining. Stone Street's the other sponsor of that. Fantastic. And Thank you. Bourbon Lane Stables uh, just announced that they are now having a retirement fund, and the fund is to track 
claim or purchase any horses that were sold or claimed from them in order to retire and retrain them. So that's if there's good. a horse well, that used a trend. to be there. That's a good trend. Yeah. I think we did something, LRF Cares. Mm -hmm. I think West Point West probably Point has something. One, yes. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really, I think there's a lot of momentum mm -hmm. for these aftercare programs and individual aftercare programs, not just what I'll call global, right. um, the karmas and the TAAs and right. uh, all the other stuff. So, um, it's good that everyone's kind of getting involved. And, um, so that was super for their part. And they, um, did like a first round of fundraisers at their partnership meeting that they had and they raised 25 grand off Amazing. of that. Super for them. Great job. I like those guys. Right? They've been on our They've show. They've been on our show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then coming up this week at Del Mar on Friday, stakes wise, is the Solana Beach Stakes. It is the Red Knot Chili Peppers performing. That should be fun. Uh, it's happy hour, which means half off all the Del Mar signature cocktails. Yep. And the sip and style is Patron. Patron. Yeah, this week. I like Patron. I know you like Patron. What about Tommy Robbins? Come here. No. We're on the radio. I mean, you're on, we're on our podcast yeah. right now. Just say, you know, how's the week going? It wasn't very nice that you guys had a lot of food in there and then it wasn't open yet. So we got in here and couldn't even eat it. <laughs> What's going on? We're having a meeting here. What kind uh, of meeting? How long is your We're program? done we're right done now. We're done in like three minutes. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. What do you, what, give us a little insight. What are you excited about this weekend? Anything big at Delmar? Give us one thing. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tom Robbins. Uh, Saturday yes. is food truck day. Steaks wise, it's the best pal. It is also donut day. So, you know, people oh, that come out for donut free donuts. Day. That's amazing. And then um, Daybreak at Del Mar and it's family day on the infield, which is free jumpies, pony rides, face painting. So that's fun. That's great. And then Sunday is the Rancho Bernardo. Uh, it is also ladies and gents day. Ladies and gents day. Yeah. So What's they're going to be doing free mini facials and free massages. Really? Yeah. On the veranda? Uh, out, there's going to be a tent <laughs> for them, right? <laughs> yeah. Bill is going to have his own up there. Uh, but if you go to any San Diego based massage envy, you can get a VIP mission pass and you so you can get in here and get to the tent and everything for wow. that. Wow. Pretty that cool, That sounds right? cool. I know. <laughs> and you're doing your thing. Uh, yeah, daybreak is Sunday as well. I won't be here Saturday, actually. I'm going to Arlington to do the Arlington Million for Fox, oh, but I'll be back Sunday. Oh, that's big for Fox. Yep. Are you the yes. broadcaster person? Yes. You'll do in the interviews? I'll be doing the interviews. Look at you. What are you wearing? I don't know yet. Maybe like that orange dress I wore to Breeders' Cup like two years ago. <laughs> No, no, I went shopping in Salon. I laugh because you just don't know Michelle's face. She's just like, <laughs> she just got so like, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't. Right. Well, if you have any, here, if you right? have any suggestions for what Michelle should wear to the Arlington Million, please send them to at own a horse. That's our Twitter That's at right. the Michelle U at BKLRF. Um, if you have any questions about horse ownership, just, just send me an email, billy at littleredfeather.com. We'll hook you up. We'll get you involved. Listen to the podcast. You can always download this. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, mm -hmm. and you can go to latalkradio.com if you missed anything. And by the way, at my daybreak at Del Mar this week, there were some kids that wanted to pet a horse. So Raul actually brought his pony over That's for amazing. like 40 minutes to let kids pet it. People want to come to the barn. I brought like 20 people back to the barn. No way. On Saturday after daybreak. So That's great. A little and, special. And like, Raul's girlfriend got very mad at me. Maria? Yeah. What'd you do? I, I It was late at night. We were at, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't recognize her. That really no, started out great. I didn't recognize her. Okay. So she's like, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm Billy. She's like, I met you like, you know, 10 times. times. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I Just usually have a helmet on. Like, how, you know, it's like very, sometimes it's very hard to see Your people. Your pants aren't white. Well, I don't know it's, what you it's, look sometimes like. you see people during outside the day and then the you contact. see people outside. You have no idea what right. they look like. So I apologize. That's my apology. Okay. All right. All right, next week, we'll do something fun. Thank you to Ryan Casado. Thank you to all of our sponsors, Delmar Sanita, and especially to Travis White at TaylorMade Stallions. Wishing you all the best. We're out of here. Another good show. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks.
Bye, guys. Thanks, Ronan. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.